0: Dr. Mike here. So, you know, when it comes to living forever-ish, you got to know what's in and you got to know what's out. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right. Welcome to Live Forever-ish. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Smith, and I am with my co-host, Dr. Crystal. Nice to see you. So today is um, talking about what is in and what is out for living, um, living forever ish, right? We want to, yes. we want to live long, strong, healthy, vibrant lives. And so we like to talk about some stuff in the science and, and some articles that are um, being written specifically by our sponsor, uh, the life extension magazine, um, great source of information. And we'd like to just kind of review, you know, here are some things, uh, three things specifically that you should, you should do right. That are in that right. you want to live forever-ish, and then one that's out that you don't want to do or you don't want to have or you want to avoid if you want to live forever-ish. So number one, if you want to live forever-ish, which I think we all do, you need to increase carotenoids in your diet and supplements. Tell us a little bit about why we're talking about carotenoids right now, Dr. Crystal, because we've talked about them a lot, but there, so there must be a new reason you're bringing this up.
1: Of course there is. There's a new study. Uh, it was published in the journal Nutrients just this year, so March of 2021, that revealed an association between higher levels of those carotenoids and a reduction in visceral fat uh, area.
0: There you go. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: There it is. Some weight loss connection, and we're
1: going to talk about it. (laughs) You better believe it, especially, well, Dr. Mike, you know, the weight in the central abdominal area, specifically around the visceral, you know, that visceral fat. Yeah. It's problematic. Yeah, it's, know, it's it's
0: it's meta it it causes metabolic derangements, right? And that's that visceral fat is important to decrease as, as much as you can. The good news about visceral fat, I mean, it is a little bit easier to burn if you stick with something like add carotenoids here in this study, uh, versus your your typical more like subcutaneous fat, like the pinch pinch and inch fat. Um, but yeah, this is good. Now, there was something interesting I saw in this study, Dr. Crystal, that this fat loss, this visceral fat loss, was independent of fiber intake. Why why did that catch my that's pretty important, right?
1: Well, yes. I mean, because you you typically whenever you're trying to highlight, there's less of this, you know, there they're better health outcomes. Again, they they the researchers saw this in a group of individuals in a health promotion project in Japan. And so whenever you start seeing uh seeing an occurrence in the population, you want to rule out any other variables. Yeah. That could have had an impact, and we do know fiber is great. You know, I'm the fiber queen, <laughs> and 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 fiber yes. can be very beneficial with supporting a healthy uh, body composition. Uh, but it it had nothing to do with the fiber. It's really those carotenoids, and you know, those are the pigments that you find in your colorful vegetables, the carrots, the pumpkin. The, the even the green leafy vegetables right, is yeah. where you would get a lot of those carotenoids. And and what was nice is they actually measured the levels of the carotenoids through the blood, blood samples.
0: So that yeah, so that's good. So that's a, you know, that's a direct measurement of what they're looking at. That's not just saying, oh, we noticed based on a survey that they were eating more carotenoids and they lost a little bit more fat and again there's nothing wrong with that type of of review but it's you know you can't draw too many conclusions from something like that right but
1: exactly here
0: they went back and actually checked the levels of the carotenoids and then made that correlation so it it adds credibility and brings out some confidence that we can have in a study like this right yes yeah I right, one last quick question about this do they did they have did the authors have a discussion or review a little bit about like what do they think is going on here? What's the mechanism of action? Did they get into that at all?
1: Um, well, not in the the particular review that we posted or that was posted in the Life Extension magazine, um, but you know the the study it's in the journal Nutrients. Typically, you can find um, a lot of their their articles that are open access articles in that yeah. journal. Um so if you look for it, it was March 2021. You can Google it, carotenoids, the journal nutrients, and and there may be more details.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I I I mean I I usually you and I come up with some I think decent theories sometimes on how some of this stuff is working. Um I don't know about this one. I'm gonna have to look it up I think <laughs> I'm not quite sure what's going on.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, we know carotenoids, along with it, their mechanisms of action, they're they're potent antioxidants.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're
1: fighting yeah. free radicals. They're helping to decrease inflammation in the body. All of that can have an effect on on just overall how the body uses and and processes the energy it receives. Well, maybe maybe
0: there you go. Maybe right there is our theory. Maybe we should just stick with it. that's that's it where does that you know that's
1: what the researchers do you know until they they have the specific evidence the researchers will hypothesize it's usually in the discussion section of the paper and they say as long as you make it clear
0: as long as you make it clear you're we're just we're just we're just talking theory here just ideas there's nothing yes. wrong with, with put you know proposing something, so that's great. Let's move on to number two. The number two in that you want to do if you would like to live forever-ish is to increase consumption of medicinal mushrooms. Now, first of all, why did I say it that way? Why don't I just say mushrooms? Why did you make me say medicinal? What does that mean?
1: <laughs> well, there are lots of types of mushrooms out there, and all of them have not – been used um and studied specifically for a medicinal use. Medicinal mushrooms, these are mushrooms that have been used for century in a medical perspective. Okay, for yeah. centuries. And there's um, there's
0: there's three main ones, right? We uh, we got the shiitake.
1: Yes. Right, that's mm-hmm. a that's
0: a big one. That's that's considered a medicinal mushroom been used for hundreds, if not thousands of years, what, how is that working specifically?
1: specifically? Well, that's uh, helping to boost uh, antibodies. So, you know, when you think uh-huh. about mushrooms, just in general, if we wanted to just put them all in a bucket, immune. typically they're used for immune support. Immune bucket, Yeah. Yeah. So, so-,
0: so now, but now what we're doing is we're, we're teasing out a little bit more these individual mushrooms, right, which is good, and how they're working. And, and maybe you can start tailoring it to, to people's specific needs, I guess, down the line.
1: Yeah. So you're seeing that they're increasing the number of immune cells, um, kind of blocking viral replication and activating some viruses. Uh, and so this, we, this is
0: the shiitake, specifically. This is shiitake,
1: yeah. specifically. Yeah. This is what we see uh, in research. Um, yeah. Another one, mataki, yeah, um, activating I, those first line. Defenders. I, I, I like this
0: one. See, I like this one.
1: Yes, I.
0: I you know me. I, I've talked about this a lot. You know, activating cells that are in the front line is, are, I think, is extremely important, especially as you age. I think, you know, we've talked about this idea of immunosenescence, right? This aging immune system that happens, and there's certain characteristics of mm-hmm. an uh, aging immune system, and I, I think one that really always stands out to me is the loss of the natural killer cell.
1: Yeah, that they, they are one of these. my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> they I are. It. I love it. I
0: can't. I should. I should be keeping a list. Robson, <laughs> you, you write this down for me. I should be keeping a list of all of her favorites and the things she loves.
1: I love NK cells. Years <laughs> back, uh, I did. Oh, uh, I researched this. I had to to do a presentation on the immune system, and the more I learned about NK cells, I was like, wow. I mean, they are really <laughs> they are floating around the bloodstream. Yeah. They right are first the responders. Light. They yeah, can recognize like when a cell has become cancerous, like, yeah, hey, you're sure. not right. Get out of here. Get out
0: of here. Yeah. So that's Mataki activating those frontline defenders. And then um, I think I'm saying this right, Shaga. Chaga. 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 Shaga. Sounds like a dance. <laughs> so wait, what about this mushroom?
1: Yeah. And now this one is all about immune modulation.
0: Okay, I like that. Tell well, let's define that. What for the audience? Immune modulation. What do you mean?
1: Yes, immune modulation means keeping it in balance. You, you. There are times where the immune system may be overreacting to things, over responding when it shouldn't. Yeah. And and of course, there we know there are times where the immune system is just not responding enough. So it can help to bring about that balance. Help to bring about tolerance to, to things. So if you think about, um, let's say allergies, for example, in the case of allergies, the body is over responding to things from the environment. When you think about autoimmune diseases, yes, the body should not be attacking self. And so whenever you have immune modulators, they just kind of help the body to to, to help to calm down that immune response. Yeah. Balance it it better.
0: Keep it in check a little bit. Right. You know, the immune system's powerful, Dr. Crystal. I mean, I mean, it's I mean, that's why it's so effective now. We're seeing even in cancer treatments when you actually just don't worry so much about the cancer. Turn on the the patient's immune system. I mean, it's 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 powerful. So but there's there's a balance. So I like that that this particular mushroom can help to, to supply some of that balance. Um, you know, wh- how mushrooms are really working. I know, you know, there's a lot of thought, uh, a lot of research going into what are, what's really in mushrooms causing that immune benefit. And I, I think at this point, most people would agree the beta glucans that are found in mushrooms are probably pretty high on this list, right?
1: Yes. And beta glucans, those are a type of soluble fiber, we call them polysaccharides. We go
0: back to fiber
1: again. Back to fiber. It always comes back. To it fiber. always
0: comes back to fiber <laughs> and having good bowel movements.
1: That's right. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're a type of fiber found naturally in the cell walls of of grains, of oats, uh, of seaweeds, and of course of mushrooms as well, as well as yeast. Yeah. And and so it's the beta glucans that the researchers believe to be uh, primarily having that that benefit with the immune system, particularly kind of priming the immune system, making that immune system ready for uh, for any particular.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's path. it's a, it's an act. They're activators in a sense. They get they get things ready. Get things. Uh, ready to move and groove when you need it. So that's that's the beta-glucans. Uh, and a lot of other theories, a lot of, uh, a lot of other possibilities are why mushrooms are so good for the immune system. But uh, again, the uh, beta glucans probably at the top of the list. Number three, if you want to live forever number three is we should be eating, drinking, and supplementing with more tart cherries. Right? Yes. And this also was written by, a friend, ours, right? was written yes. by um, a friend of ours, right? Uh, this was written by a friend of ours, Chance Faloon. He is the the son of the co-founder at Life Extension. And he's really getting into medicine. I I know he graduated uh, with a biology degree. I don't know what he's, um, he used to call me asking for advice on like biology questions and stuff (laughs) years ago. Um, And uh, yeah, so anyways, tart cherries. I mean, again, we've talked about this before. It's always at the top of our list for muscle recovery, you know, some, some nerve and nerve, painful nerve syndrome, stuff like that. But is there a, is there a specific reason again, that we're, we're putting tart cherries as the number three in if you want to live foreverish?
1: Well, it's just doing so many things. Of course, we know tart cherries to be beneficial for, um, for muscle recovery, muscle soreness, um, obviously boosting the immune system and, and all the things that the benefits that you would get from antioxidants, but there's a potential new use for ah. oral health.
0: Oh, okay. Oral I plaque, like that. Oral gingivitis, labs,
1: yeah. uh, As well. And so there are specific components that were, were tested um, and they tested them using cells that, um, that line the surface of the mouth. And they found that the tart cherry was just very beneficial. It, it protected uh, the, those cells and also reduced the ability of some of the pathogens that cause like gingivitis. It reduced their ability to grow.
0: Yeah, that's impressive. Anytime I see something like that, I mean, there's there's not a lot that conventional medicine offers other than... Um, you know other than you know the the basic dental procedures for for filling up plaques right and and, and 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 you know trying to trying to um get rid of some of the bugs that that cause um the gingivitis and the cavities and stuff like that there's really not much they offer and so when you see something like tart cherry and there's a few other things out there on the natural side that are able to help and i just i like that that's natural medicine really standing out
1: yes that's right one last thing
0: i'm going to say about tart cherry though too um, you know, if you're somebody who finds it, you know, we know exercising is hard. It's hard to be consistent. And one of the one of the I, at least in my experience, Dr. Chris, one of the consistent reasons people do not work out consistently is aches and pains following a workout. And so if you kind of if you fall into that, you know, you work out a little bit, but then oh, I just can't do it today. my life. And then once you take that first day off, it's so easy to take that second day off.
1: Oh, very true. And well, then, um, next thing you know, it
0: three weeks have gone by and you haven't worked out. <laughs> right? Come on, that, that is a common scenario for people. And so, just try some tart cherry in between workouts and see if that helps to minimize the aches and pains, so you can keep, so you can be consistent with your workout schedule. So, those are the three ins for living uh, forever-ish. But there's an out. Now, this is what you don't want right? You want to remove right. this, avoid this, what have you. Um, and the out for this this uh, podcast is sun damage. Now, I know, I mean, duh. I mean, obviously, we've got to be careful, right? But there's a balance, right? Because we want people out and about, you know, being out, especially in the summer months, it's good. The sun is nice. It's healthy. Uh, but you got to protect your skin. And I want to ask you this. Are all sunscreens created equal?
1: They are not. And uh, and oftentimes, we, when we're shopping for sunscreens, they are pretty expensive. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> uh, well, didn't
0: I, well, I, I? Well, it might one of the reasons it might be so expensive for you. Number one, you have a family, right? Yes. And then I saw some pictures of you at the beach once. <laughs> Remember that? And yes. and the amount of sunscreen that you had on your nose. Um, with that, yeah, maybe, maybe you know, coming down a little bit, Crystal. <laughs> well, no, look,
1: let me tell you, I am going to apply my sunscreen according to the recommendations, Dr. Mike. I know and, you you're, you're, you're right, you, you're if right, you use it like you're supposed to. I mean, you could potentially go through half of a bottle in, in one beach. You know,
0: yeah. on one yeah, you're, you're, listen, I was just kidding me. You're absolutely right. People do not understand how much they're actually supposed to apply and how often you should reapply it. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's those people don't understand it. But before we go down there, when you look at sunscreen. So we just you know, we just made a statement that they're not all created equal. What do you prefer to buy? Like what what are the sunscreens that are probably a little bit better for your health?
1: Yeah, so don't look at the price, look at the ingredients. Find ones that are more mineral-based, that contain titanium dioxide or even zinc dioxide. Sometimes these may cost a little bit more, but trust me, it's worth it because, you know, research a couple of years back saw that most chemicals used in commercial sunscreens, the ones that, you know, you're putting them on to protect you from skin cancer... Are being absorbed into the bloodstream after mm. just one application. Yeah. So you know you you want to make sure you're not harming yourself while you're trying to do the right to, thing to,
0: to protect yourself. Don't harm yourself while you're trying to protect yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. That's good. Yeah. I
0: like that. We could that should be a book. We should write it. We should write that. <laughs> the title of the book is "Don't Harm Yourself When You're Trying to Protect Yourself." Yeah,
1: that's like right. That.
0: Hey, so uh, so that's yeah, so important. You, mineral-based ones probably a little bit safer. Um, but screen overall, those uh, sunscreen limitations. Uh, number one, we have listed here. They don't protect the scalp or eyelids.
1: That's true,
0: right? So what do you do there? He's just is what sunglasses and just a hat? Like what? I guess yeah,
1: sunglasses and a hat for yeah. sure. And especially if you know, my dad has he cuts off his hair. Yeah. He's, he's, he's lost some hair, hair but he cut. cut, cut So he, he knows he has a bald head. I wear a hat, but for people with thinning hair.
0: Yeah. I'm in that category.
1: Right. Right. Wear a hat.
0: Yeah. I saw a picture of me, but oh, it was my driver's license. (laughs) It was, it was, uh, I, I, 15 years ago, whatever it was last time I actually had to go in and take a picture. And I just looked at my hair. I was like, wow, I used to, I used to have a lot of hair. So I, so I, so even though I still have it, I'm not losing it all completely. It's thinner. I need to keep that in mind that I'm not protected as much. That's right. That's a good point. Uh, number two limitation, um, sunscreens may be rubbed off or washed off by swimming and sweating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you want to look for the broad spectrum, waterproof. They usually will last about 80 minutes. If it's an all day event, then you need to reapply.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, in in some of the um, sunscreens that talk about waterproof and stuff, I mean, they are to some degree, but they're not perfect at it. And, you know, if you're if you're at a beach and there's waves and you're in the seawater and you're swimming for 30 minutes and you're being pushed around by waves, hitting the sand, uh, that's not I mean, you're going to have to reapply (laughs) at the end of the day. Right. Right. Yeah. That's not that's not what waterproof is really all about. Number three for limitations. Most people don't apply nearly enough. There you go.
1: Yes. So, Very true. Yeah. You know, you, you just have to to look at the instructions on whatever you're using. I, you
0: know, I, I, there's like a simple way to kind of remember. It. It's not perfect. And I think we actually maybe did this on a show once. Dr. Yes. Reed, where it's um, a shot glass. Yes. Yeah. A shot glass, not for your whole body, per body area. Shot glass for your shoulders and arms, shot glass for your legs and feet. You know, that kind of thing. Shot glass full. Yes. Now you probably did a full shot glass just on your nose. You could have <laughs> probably spread that out a little bit in other places like your neck, you know, something like that, but you, that's okay. That's what you want to do. That's what you do. So yeah, people we're not putting enough on and we're not reapplying it. And there some other things there, but at the end of the day, we want you outside, right? It's good. Sun is good. Outside the fresh of the air, air, fresh air is awesome. Uh, but we just got to protect ourselves. So sunscreens go with the mineral ones. Apply more than you would ever think is enough, and reapply it. Ah, well, let's we'll just say every couple of hours at least, right? I think that's good general yes. uh, advice. So there you go. There is our ins and outs for living forever-ish. We covered three ins. Those three ins were number one: carotenoids. Get more of those into your system for potentially now losing some visceral fat, Uh, more mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms, very important. And then we also talked about tart cherries, wonderful for um, now oral cavity health and, and muscles and muscle recovery. And then what was out was sun damage. So make sure you get the right sunscreen, apply enough and keep reapplying. Dr. Crystal, thanks for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Dr.
0: Mike. All right, and hey, don't forget, We have a whole bunch of other podcasts at liveforeverish.com where you can download, listen, like, share, comment, and here, please subscribe. Become a subscriber to Live Forever so you never miss a show. We would really love that. You become part of our podcast family. That's at liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.